Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Screamy Thought. And today we start off by the frustration that I had in leading my first service technology issues and all the other things that encapsulated that. Oh my goodness. And we also talk a little bit about my skating habits lately and a couple things I have in mind to change them. In addition, my upcoming trip to New York and Spain and the adventures that await. So with that being said, episode number 211 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Just a, just a couple of updates. I don't know for you how often you change your, your phone at all. The apps? Move my phone around? Move the apps around? Or get a new phone? No, actually, actually, actually get a new phone and have to go through the whole process of, like, getting a new phone. I do that. I, I mean, every five or six or seven years, whenever the phone dies, whenever I have to get a new phone. Joe, by the, the goodness of his own heart, decided that because my phone from the past, literally I've had this phone for the past seven years, came to a point where it couldn't take pictures. And he was getting very irritated. That when I went to weddings, I wasn't able to get photographs with the couples to post to the website, et cetera, et cetera. And so he decided, I'm just going to get you, you know, a refurbished uh, two model old, because I think they're up to the 12, the iPhone 12 at this point right now. He's like, all right, I'm going to get you the iPhone X, the iPhone 10. And so... <laughs> I have literally spent the past 72 hours trying to figure out how the fuck to transfer everything from my old phone over to my new phone. And the first part of that was figuring out the SD card and how to like get the SD card out because it's been so long. Dude, the last time that I did this, I was like, you know, just out of seminary, I think, was the last time that I changed you my phone. You make it sound like it's so complicated. It is tricky to get the card out. However, you just switch the you just switch out the card and then it like reboots on its own and you ask, answer some questions and then it's good to go. But are you just referring to just the card? Well, it was the card, but then also, um, so you need a Wi-Fi connection to be able to, like, upload the iCloud data to your new phone and transfer it over. Thing was, all of that information was stored on my old phone. And so I had to go back and forth, and I didn't realize this at the outset. You didn't back up your phone at first. I did, but it needed the Wi-Fi connection to be able to access that. And the Wi-Fi connection password was on my old phone on a text message. And so I wasn't able to get the password until I actually, you know, transferred it back and forth. So it was it was so complicated, man. I mean, I'm glad that it happened, but it's a totally new experience because, I mean, the, this old, like, yes, I had the, the iPhone 6S was the one that I've been working with for a long time with a little button on the bottom where you could just press it. And it would turn on, and now I kind of have to readjust. And I, I feel like the whole readjustment process is taking just a little bit of time, but I, you know, I'll adapt to it. It's just an extra complication that I feel like I don't necessarily Trust me, need. At when this you point. get used to it, you're going to look at the home button as a thing of the past. Like, why, why even have it? Why do I even need this button? I don't. I don't. Facial recognition, holy cow, dude. When I look at the phone and it, it just unlocks automatically. It can unlock with my uh it can unlock with my 
hat and sunglasses on. But you can have, I think, a secondary mode. Like you can scan your face, and then you can scan your face again if you have a hat or a beard or something. I don't know. But it is pretty cool. And it's a huge step up from when I had the five regular. People would be like, oh, why don't you upgrade? It's like, I've had this one for two years. I'm not going to. And then when it starts becoming unreliable, that's when I switch it out. But yeah, that's why it makes it so much more cooler when you get stuff that's expensive and cool. It's like something that you never get that often. And it's a nice little treat. And it really is a necessity because it's a computer in your hand, which you need for you know, communicating with anybody. Right. And so I totally agree with you, but I'm also somebody who's super cautious when it comes to needing to be in communication with people. Like I've had a couple of weddings over the past couple of days and, uh, I was leading Sunday service, uh, this past week. And I was thinking to myself, I don't want to have to go through the complications of dealing with transferring this over when I need certain information and it's not immediately available to me, I would rather be safe than sorry and have like a period where I don't need to, you know, be in constant communication. And uh, Father Joe, who, you know, was on episode 209, uh, he was telling me, oh, you need to switch over. You need to be able to to record the the sermon and the, the whole service for St. Joseph on Sunday because he was going to be away. And I was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable about that. But he said, no, you got to do it. 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 And so, you know, you're beat down so many times. It's just like, fine, I'm going to do it. I'm going to transfer it over. And so the day before he left, on Saturday, before the service, uh, I said, I transferred it over. It's all good. And he said, good. Okay, so you can record the service from your phone. Well, Sunday comes and... I set up everything in the way that Father Joe normally does. It's on a tripod, and he's got this little thing where you can just plug it in, and it records you. But for some reason, the sound was severely muted. And so I went through about 15 minutes of the liturgy where there was no sound. And here we have probably two dozen people who have come and gone, and no one's saying anything. And uh, they can't hear anything. And I listened to it back afterwards. Silence. I mean, unless you jacked up your volume to 100, you could kind of hear a whisper in the background. And so I, I had to cancel. Like, I had, like, midway through the service, before I got to the gospel, I had to say, okay, so we're, we're getting texts from, like, one or two different people who are, like, faithful listeners or whatever. But they're, you know, not necessarily like super adept in technology and so they text one of the people who's there at the service saying we can't hear anything and i only hear that about 15 minutes into the service it's like oh my god it was it was an absolute nightmare and so i had to bring out the the laptop right now that we're kind of recording this conversation on set up the my audio system and stuff like that and and go again and i swear i mean i afterwards i was feeling i was feeling at first super depressed or like like i was feeling okay but there was like an element of depression in there and then i talked to my mom and she's like oh yeah 
your whole technical difficulties. That was really tough. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and that just drove me down a cliff. And then, uh, as opposed to kind of insulating it and being super kind of, I'm just gonna, you know, go into the shell and be super depressed for, you know, the next two days or something like that. I end up calling my mom back and I was just like, scream, like, what the fuck? Like, why? 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 Why did he have to insist that I needed to use this new technology and I needed to do all this and that and the other thing? And just like, I, I have not exploded like that in a couple of years. It's been a while, but it was cathartic. And I felt actually really good after talking with her. And like, I don't know. I don't know if you have those moments. Everyone feels good after they explode. Of course. You need that release of just spraying toxicity everywhere and lighting everything on fire and screaming and going fucking crazy. Of course it feels good. Okay, so you go nuts, and then you're done talking to your mom, and when, then what happens? Uh, then I start planning for, like, I feel, I feel good. I feel, I feel... You start planning for revenge? <laughs> no, I start, I start planning for the rest of the week, oh, okay. because it's going, with Joe, with Joe being gone, now I'm, you know, I've got, I, I can't go into this depressive mode. And so it was, it was one of those things where it's like, I realized it was kind of a self-fulfilling whatever it was where in the past when i don't express those moments of like just anger and rage and stuff like that and keep it inside it just it goes inward and it eats at me and i did the opposite and i said okay i'm just gonna scream at my mom which sounds like a horrible thing to say but uh afterwards she said hey i love you thank you you know thank you for being willing to do that to me so I don't know. I afterwards it was it was fine. I and I feel kind of back to normal. Um, but it was. Oh my goodness! It, it was a it was a super painful experience, man. You went. The you know, I, this was the first time I done. It was no, oh, bro. I went into Hulk mode hardcore, <laughs> but this is the first time that I've I have had to lead a Catholic service by myself. With no one guiding me at all, so and how then confident were you in the delivery. technical supervisor? But so, okay, how far oh, could great. you get in? Like no, you, I... you think that you can only get like thirty percent of the way before you start feeling uncomfortable, or you've never done? How is this different from when I saw you that one time in Downers Grove? Like, I don't. You've done this before, right? No, no. But I've I've never been the technical supervisor as well as the the officiant, okay, or the, okay. the right. liturgist. Okay, got it. That makes um, sense. Right. And so, so yeah, you're doing two yeah. different and, jobs. And so I, I was I was playing two two different roles at the okay. same time, and for the first time, and and the whole Catholic thing, it's all about doing the right hand motions at the right time, like saying you know this as opposed to this. I. I it, There's specificity behind everything. Practice, exactly. And so for me, I in at the outset, I was focused on just what I needed to do in order to make because I actually had gotten complaints from a couple of clergy in our group saying uh, who had listened to a couple of the services in the past where I'd, I'd I had helped out, um, and they said, 
oh, he's, you know, he did this wrong, he did that wrong, blah, 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 blah. And that kind of gets in your head, right? You can't do it all at once, right? You got to fuck up a few, you, right? You got to get a few under your belt before you put your hands to the motion, before you can do it without really thinking about it. You got to go through it. You have to admit, though, that it makes you feel bad when people say, when you think that you've done an adequate job, when people come out and the first thing that they say is criticism, saying, you should have done this better or that better. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that that's kind of where I was at. And so, yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been kind of a whirlwind of emotion over the course of the past couple of days, and I... You know, I'm I'm centering myself. It's all good. It's all good. But <laughs> how much of this is gonna air? I don't know. That's but... <laughs> really funny, though. It sucks, but it's like you. It ha- those things happen when you least expect it, and you don't even realize what's happening until the aftermath. And then you think, "Wow, I'm really happy I didn't destroy something or start a fight with someone." Like I only yelled at my mom, and you don't realize. Oh, Hulk bad. You know, you don't realize until afterwards, until after <laughs> until after everything's been destroyed. You don't realize how much of a hot mess you were. <laughs> I will say I will say though that the uh the compliment that I got from the congregants, the people who were actually watching online, is that they said this is this is the most comfortable that you've seen in like doing communion like the communion ritual the catholic communion ritual most comfortable situation that we've ever seen you in and i felt i i felt that when i was doing that because at that point i'm just like everything else is kind of fucked up like whatever i'm just i'm getting out of my own head i'm just gonna do it it's gonna happen and I practice this time and time again. But... How often does it happen, though, when you got the altar boys and they're doing their thing, and then like maybe you hear a cl- some clanking, where like they fuck up because then <laughs> right. it's a reflection on you, right? Just like when you're in <laughs> right. school and you're a bad student, like the teacher doesn't want to send you to the dean because that's a reflection on them, but you don't realize it. So tell me a little bit more about that and your experience in that area. So I will say just in referring to this particular service, everything was going <laughs> fine when we had started from my, from my laptop. And then I had, I had a, a wonderful woman who she was actually the only one in the congregation because uh, with Joe and everyone else being gone, it was, it was kind of a closed service. And so it was only her and me. And so she's reading the scriptures, and then in the Facebook Live thing, it it shows you as you're as you're preaching. It's kind of you know the mirror thing as to what it goes, but then it goes black. And so she says, "I think it shut off." And so I'm like, uh, "Oh, okay, so it's all black." And then I walk I walk around the altar and go up, and I look at it like <laughs> super close, and I'm like. Yeah, and I, I literally say this as as my face is right in the camera. I say the worst possible thing that could happen right now, and I'm saying this to Janice, who's right behind me. The worst possible thing that could happen is if this is still recording live right now. And then suddenly my phone is blowing up, and my mom is texting me, "We can see you. We can see you. We can see you." And so it still was recording this whole time. Wow. <laughs> and so. The service showed me going from around the altar and coming up and just literally getting in the face of the camera, like trying to figure out what was going on. 
my goodness. It was it was literally something out of a, a nightmare that I would have. And <laughs> I, as as I saw that, it's like nope. There was there was no lag. There was no <laughs> delay in in broadcasting or anything like that. It was just it was flowing. And here you have me creep creeping out. <laughs> it's just like uh, I don't. Okay. Oh no, this is still. It's oh it. it Okay, so it looks like it's still recording. It's still on, and just on my phone to the side. It's still recording. It's still recording. You're on. You're on. Get away. Get away from the camera. Get get away from the camera. And so, and 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 then afterwards too. There's no ability to like clip YouTube videos to like eliminate those those areas. And so afterwards, I just. Oh my god! It was the worst experience. It was the most. Like it, it was, it was kind of traumatizing in a way. But you know, when it comes to that point of ridiculousness, you just have to laugh. I and that's that's Dude, what I did. I just laughed. I was still laughing all this week, and I was telling my friends about your motorcycle gang story, dude. <laughs> I was, I was still randomly laughing about that in the car. Throughout the day, throughout the week, and I would tell, oh my goodness, guess what one of my friends just told me? He was, so he's in New Jersey right now, and there's this thing where, like, and then dot, 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 and then I tell him the story, and I'm just, again, thinking back to you, and just, my goodness. Can't wait to go out there and hang. Dude, so what did they think? Did they have any feedback? Or Your friend's a just... priest? And I'm like, yep. And then that, that usually blows him away, regardless of what the story is. Wait, your friend's a priest? That's what they hear, because <laughs> I'm always like, so my guy set it up right in the context of what. So my buddy's this priest, right? And then I tell the story, of whatever it is. It's like, what? Are you serious? They're they're. Shocked. I think they're shocked that I would be right because they don't know anyone that's a priest, and their their perception is probably that of someone who's right when you're a kid, someone who's older has probably white hair, boring dry i don't know that's what my perception of it was growing up because when you're a kid you don't want to be there i mean that's how i was you gotta be at home maybe that explains why the couples that where i've gone to a lot of joe's weddings and so he has he's had many conversations with them before and every time they see me and i don't recognize this until joe points it out later they always embrace me with like Hey, like you're my age. Like oh, let's you cool. know, let's let's communicate kind of thing. It's it's a weird feel. Look, I don't I don't recognize it in the moment because I mean for me everyone's kind of human and we all engage on kind of a similar level and priest or not, you know, I understand what people my age are going through right now and so there's that level of empathy where I don't think anything of it. But then they see me in the collar. They're like, "Oh my god." There's someone who can relate to us. There's someone our age. We didn't think that was possible kind of thing. I, I, I didn't realize that that was, yeah, yeah, if you're you're talking about a story like that. That's what happened uh, also when I used little... to work at Bed Bath & Beyond and people would come to set up their wedding registry because it was like me and like three or four other older ladies, one or two other people that was like my age that were girls and like one guy that was older. And the, the guy's... We're always so thrilled when it would be me or Dennis that would take them through the steps and show them what to do because me being young and the same age as everybody else, 
and Dennis because he's a guy and he's just like the coolest. This guy, Dennis, this guy is so funny. One of my favorite people that I have ever worked with. But he just keeps it real. And everyone else in that department was super cool. But yes, they immediately like you because they recognize there's a familiar familiar feeling, right? There's a similarity. And yeah, it's always nice. You you so don't have to do anything. You're 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 our age. You know you you know what's going on, right? You're we we have that same sort of connection. So yeah, that's that's the thing that I feel. Like. So what's going on with you, man? What's what's life Let's like? Let's see. As you're as you're as you're preparing to go to Spain, my friend. Snuck up on me. I found a last minute place to. Okay, so I was trying to figure out where to park my car because I can't leave it on the street because you also have to move it twice a week for street cleaning and i was gonna maybe park it at the garage down the street but they wanted to charge me like they're like oh it's ten dollars for the day and twenty five dollars or i can't remember what they said but they're like we'll just charge you twenty five dollars i'm like a day are you fucking kidding me it's like five hundred dollars no i'm not paying that and i thought about leaving it with my other friends but i didn't want to just leave it on the street or like unattended but anyway my other, I just was saying, oh, I'll see you guys in a few weeks at the beach. It's like, I'll see you guys in a few weeks. I'm leaving town. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out where to put, leave my car. And they're like, you can leave with us. We have an extra space in the garage. I was like, oh, fuck, yes. Gosh. God is good. <laughs> I was so happy when I heard that. I was just like, hell yeah. That is just such a relief. My goodness. So that was probably the biggest thing that happened to me this week, and that just happened a few hours ago, which is really cool. Uh, other than that, I can't believe it's been a week flew by because I was remembering what I was doing, what I did last Sunday and Monday. But, oops, just dated the episode. Whatever. Don't give a fuck right now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. So, so that that is something too that I've been thinking about as well. Is that I've been I've been in New Jersey for about what uh, like a little over four weeks, closing in on five weeks, and I'm getting ready to bat, head back to Chicago in just a matter of days or whatever. Going to be there for I don't know a, a period of time, a couple of weeks, something like that. And it is crazy how quickly it feels like it it has just caught up to me because it's like there's still so much that i feel like i don't know if this is the case with you but there there's a lot of stuff there's like oh crap okay i gotta do this that the other thing i gotta make sure everything's kind of lined up before i leave just to make sure that when i get back my apartment isn't like in fire or something like that or there isn't like rotting food in the fridge or whatever the case is i yeah dude like it is crazy when you're just going, 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 that when you have a moment to be like, oh, okay, so that's 48 hours away, so that gives me literally no time to be able to finalize plans. I don't, I don't know how you feel about well, it. Well, I usually, Moments my like style that. is just kind of push it off until it gets closer to the day of the trip, and it usually works out pretty well. Um Today I was in my head. I was like, "Oh shit! I shouldn't have waited so long." But I got some. I got stuff done. 
it, it'll all be taken care of. The car was the biggest thing. But I put a travel notice on my credit cards and I did other stuff. So Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah, I, Holy I cow. To, I yeah. I inquire about an international plan for AT&T, but yeah, I mean, I've taken care of everything for the most part, and I don't. I usually don't really need to stop and think about what I'm going to be. I mean, I just pack some clothes. I don't need to, and a to- and a toiletry bag. I don't need to like bring all sorts of stuff with me. So what when you, when you go abroad? What is the thing that you are looking forward to the most aside from seeing your sister? And so you said your your mom's right. going too. What's the what's the plan? Yeah, I'm meeting my mom there. In Madrid, where my sister lives, and then we're gonna go to a city. We're going to go to a couple cities that are on the coast. We're gonna take a train to the coast, and then another. Then we're gonna go be there for a few days, and then move up north to another city on the coast, and then come back to Madrid for a few days, and then fly out. Are you bringing your lo- roller skates? Absolutely, I'm bringing them. Are you kidding? No, I was actually. I actually thought about not thoughts. bringing them for a moment, for like just a few days. But everyone's like, "No, you gotta bring them. Like, these are the spots to skate in New York. Like, it'd be so cool." Yeah, it'd be. Uh, yeah, I was like, "Okay, absolutely." Like, I don't know why I doubted. I was like, "I, I might not." Uh, like, I knew I, I was. So yeah, absolutely. Do, do they skate on the opposite side of the oh, rink? I don't know how the fuck it works over there. But <laughs> I don't, there is a, a skating event in September in Barcelona. I can't remember what it's called though. But I just heard about it recently. So that's something on your radar? No, I mean, I don't plan to go to that. That's in September, and it's in Barcelona. I'm not going to come back to Spain, right? I'm wondering about what you're feeling about your your roller skating withdrawal after literally spending the last, like, two months. That's all you've been doing. I'm bringing my skates, though. Right, but, you know, you're going to be with family. It's going to be tough to, you know, do that, right? <laughs> or, or are you... <laughs> do you know what we talk about sometimes? This is what we talk about. We talk about how real the obsession is with skating, and we confide in one of, with one another, and we look at each other, and we say, like, yeah, like, am I a bad person for putting off time with other people just so I can keep skating? Like... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's just you only want to hang with people that you only want to skate and you only want to hang with people that skate. <laughs> and like anything, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there there is I'm starting to reel it back a little bit as far as the time spent because it's just so much fucking time. And so I feel like the intensity is I've been there, done that. I kind of want to reel it back and have more of a schedule. But yeah, a lot of the time, sometimes when I bring people, I want to I bring them there and after having done it like whatever two or three times, I'm like I can't do this anymore. I'm sabotaging myself because when I bring them, I want them to have fun, but I don't want to babysit them, but I also don't want to be rude and not take time to see how they're doing cuz like people don't understand like we're out there all freaking day. <laughs> and all of a sudden, eight hours go by, and it's like, oh shit, I need to get on with my life. Uh, no, I think I I am fully appreciative of that. Yeah, but it gives you joy. So I don't know. In in the in the perpetual vacation that you've been taking, it's uh it's gonna be a future vacation as well, in Spain. Yes. 
Sorry, you caught me when we we do this. This speaking of sabotage, well, I guess it's Monday today. It's not Sunday. But several times, one of us, usually me, when we record in the later in the evening, I'm just so tired. I'm trying to think real hard of something that happened to me, but like, I can't believe an entire dude. Look, listen to me. I can't believe it's already Monday. I was literally yesterday was last Monday or Sunday. Look what this has done. Look at me. Look at my face. Look what this sport has done to me. It's completely taken over my life. I forgot when I walked in the fucking door that we were going to do a podcast. Like, <laughs> like seven minutes went by before I was like, oh, yeah, I got to tell Riggs I'm home. <laughs> All right, so so I feel I feel like when you come to uh, New Jersey, I feel like there's an intervention that needs to be staged uh, because this is this is so this is so unhealthy. Well, I already know. Listen, no, no, no. It's okay. I already know that I'm gonna be reeling it back because I was thinking about that, and then there's just one guy who had to take two weeks off just because he was skating too much. The doctor told him two weeks off, and then. There are like three other people who just happen to say like, yeah, I'm thinking about taking time, like not skating so much. And so there are several of us that are thinking the same thing. And so it's, you know, I had my fun for, I, I'm ready to just scale it back a little bit to still, because also you don't realize the disservice you're doing yourself by not taking days to rest. Right. Okay, so to be clear, every single day for the past two months or so, you have constantly at least spent a couple of hours roller skating. I mean, you average it out, absolutely, more than that. If you average it out every day for, like, five-plus hours, probably. When I first started, though, I did every day for an hour for 30 days. But it was just an hour. But still, it's new, and so you get sore a little bit. But I just wanted to develop a habit. And then after that... I still did about an hour a day or so. And then after two months when I went to Mar Vista, that's when I started leveling up and really going going at it. That was the middle of April. And now fast forward three months, and it's just been nonstop ever since. And so now I'm okay. You know what I actually told myself the other day? This is how ridiculous this this is. This is how sick I am. You know what? I think I'm just going to skate five days a week, like six hours a day. And then I was like, did you just hear yourself, Victor? You're going to scale it back to five days a week, six hours a day. It's like, bro, keep going. Take another day off. Because a couple of my friends are just doing four days a week. And I'm like, fuck, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> okay, so I, I hope. I hope that you listen to uh, the podcast we did with Joe because you sound a little bit like a madman. And what you were just saying right now, I'm literally thinking when you come to New York, New Jersey, and we're staying together for whatever, in my mind, I'm thinking at like three in the morning, you're going to be out in the hallway just like, I need this. I'm going to roller skate in the hallway. Dude, I'm at the park. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. By 7 a.m. or 7.30, 8 o'clock at the latest. I skate for two hours, then I go back out again in the evening and skate for anywhere from two to four hours. But lately, I've just been going to Venice for like five plus hours. <laughs> just listen to me. 
You can hear it in my voice, bro. It's, dude. You can hear it in my voice. I sound so defeated. And honestly, my friend, my friend, I'm telling you, literally, podcast or not, like, I, I totally feel what you're saying, and that's the exact same emotion that I felt when I was gambling. Like, yours at least is kind of constructive. It. As you're, I would say it's a healthy addiction. It's a it's a healthy addiction, and because all that. everyone that I talk to also who are a lot more skilled and talented and been doing it longer, they I mean they also say like same. I mean they some of them I think are do like thirty hours a week, but they've been doing it for a long time, so that they've worked up to that, right? But I need to scale it back. But don't worry, I'm gonna rest three months though. I accomplished a lot, dude. You don't realize how much it fucking takes. Bro. People think you're just, da, 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 da. yeah, dude. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> it is no, and uh, like, dude, your your body shows it. I can see it, like, in just your your physique. I mean, you're you're staying in shape. Like that that is an exercise in itself. You're staying healthy in that regard. <laughs> So it's not it's not like something like standing in front of a screen or a slot machine or you know going to horse races and stuff like that. You're actually doing something productive. So, you know, it's not I'd it's be not very all bad. How many calories but... I've, been. I've never counted calories, but it'd just be curious to know just how to measure the intensity or right combined of the work you're doing, the length of time you're in the sun, like all these different factors. You seem in good shape, so that's that's something <laughs> but i mean yeah like i i just i just remember the conversations that we'd had prior to your your skating addiction uh with with all the other random stuff that you would experience in life and i don't know it's like i miss those conversations victor draw yourself out of those moments please come back to me kind of thing oh, yeah. <laughs> don't worry i don't know maybe it's too maybe it's too sentimental and maybe you're just in this place right now, but bro, I mean the the variety of experiences that you had. Now, now it's all about skating, skating, skating. And I wonder myself, is this the future of Victor? Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> is because bro, because I don't expect people to understand except for the people that skate. The same reason that people who are billionaires can't expect regular or even millionaires people who do great things you can't expect normal people to understand you <laughs> um so hey man you're not spending enough time with us you, you don't love you you don't love your family man what you can't spend thanksgiving dinner you can't hang around no dude i got fucking trained like you don't you don't understand i have no expectation though right. like i'm not trying to train to for a competition or like like anything of that caliber i'm just lost in the sauce and just love it and I'm just trying to be the best that I can be. You don't think that you you would be able to make it like in a competition or something? I feel like I think the, I could. I think no, you no, could no. Too. Like, like a competition, I could definitely work myself up to that. Absolutely. But right now there's nothing that's pushing me other than just the love of it. Like I'm not doing it to so that it can be a get a trophy or some shit. I can do that definitely. Bro. But also I'm only right now five months in, still a infant, but I've done a lot of work. So only time will tell. You're you're a grinder though. 
like you just push and push and push like you push yourself so fucking hard i have to have conversations with other people and ask them like how many hours is i'm i was inquiring what their schedules are like because you go out there and you drill and you dance but then you sit down and if you sit down for more than five minutes i feel like i'm being lazy or like everyone's out there doing their thing except for me but I see other people chill all the time. But for me, whenever I sit down, I'm like, shit, do I deserve a break? Should I keep going? Do I, should I break? Should I keep going? If I take a break, are people thinking I'm lazy? I feel kind of lazy right now. I haven't moved for 20 minutes. But I got to go out there. And then you go out there, and after a while, it gets to a certain point where you're like, you can't even, you can't even do anything 100%. If you focused all your energy, you could do it like 75%. But you you're just burning the candle on both ends at that point where you just have to accept defeat for the day and pack it up and go home. <laughs> have you, have you thought about entering into a, a roller skate contest or something like that? I've never heard of any con. I've, I mean, here's the weird thing about me though, too, is that my perception of everything is based on just everyone hanging out outside because I got in right at the end or right while a few months ago, well, the pandemic is still happening, so like rinks weren't. I, th- I don't even know when rinks reopened, but I'm sure they did that stuff at rinks. But a lot of people are like, I can't wait for the rinks. I love going to the rink. I fucking hate the rink. I think the rink is whack. Okay, I said it. I will go every once in a while for shits and giggles, but it's super crowded. It gets really fucking hot. There's a ton of people that don't understand the fluidity of how things work. So they get in people's way. They're your new. They're new. I get it. That's cool. But you got it. It's so important to know the rhythm. To understand the rhythm. And a lot of these places are well. One of them, people don't go to. That's close to me. And the other one is like fucking an hour away. And it's like eight to eleven or nine to eleven or nine to midnight or eight to. It's like I'm not doing that shit. It's way too late for me. I'm trying to be in bed in a. I'm trying to be. Already have two hours of sleep by midnight, for sure. Wait, hold on. You changed your sleep schedule because you, you used to like be like in bed what by like eight o'clock or something like that. Wake up at four in the morning. I mean, I would be in bed, but realistically, I'm not falling asleep until ten. It always takes me an hour or two to fall asleep unless I'm exhausted. Even yesterday, Same I was here. exhausted and I still couldn't yeah. fall asleep right away, and it was super annoying. So I can get away with falling asleep by ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. It depends on right the the REM cycle. But the last couple of days, I started my day. At, I woke up at three thirty. I didn't go back to sleep. I was up at four. I was out the door at five four thirty. Just took a walk to Hollywood and Highland. I started my day at four thirty. So I'm like, oh shit! It's the last few days. It's been pretty nice. So we'll see what happens with this time zone change. And then again, when I go to Europe. <laughs> so okay. So aside from roller skating, what do you think is going to be the highlight of your trip to like to the east coast and then to spain so like what what are you looking right away the first thing that came to mind was for spain just being on the coast just being on i think a train ride being on a train ride in spain and then hanging out on the coast in two different cities so i can't wait to get in the water and then for new york I think the my favorite thing or the highlight would definitely it would be a couple different things. It would be 
seeing your setup in your neighborhood, like seeing Cliffside Park, seeing my cousin, and then like anything, anything and everything in between will absolutely be my favorite. I'm so excited to come back to New York. I can't believe it's going to actually happen. I, I don't even think we're going to be able to do a podcast on this. It's just going to be too much. It's going to be too much. Speaking of podcast, I don't have anything else. Until next time. Until next time.